1: All right, guys, we are back with our comedy finale, and we have a lot of oldies but goodies for you.
0: We wanted to keep things light and fresh for this season finale, given that the theme of comedy has been so pervasive through all of these episodes, and so we have a very game-heavy set of segments for you.
1: We're going to start you off with a few rounds of Mad Libs. Remember those? Child's Play. Kate and I will be quizzing each other on a few movies that we watched this season, and we are going to see if the other person can guess what movie our Mad Lib is from.
0: Following that segment, we have a pack of bingo cards for you to go and download and play with your own friends while you're watching either these horror comedy movies or really any horror comedy movie that you could be watching.
1: And finally, of course, we have a craft because we always have a craft.
0: I hope that it will inspire you to craft along with us because this one was super fun.
1: All right, Kate, let's get this party started. Kate, I am so excited to play Mad Libs with you. I wasn't sure if we'd ever do it again,
0: but I'm glad we're bringing it back. Me too. Mad Libs is so fun. Last time we did Mad Libs, it was for the child's play taglines and some dialogue, um, guessing which movies paired with what. This go around, we we have a, a Mad Lib, uh, not quite per movie, but we have a couple of movies each uh, where we're going to read out loud uh, some Mad Libs that we already assigned to each other and the other person will try and guess what movie it is. I think that at least for mine, I tried to pick dialogue that was very relevant to the movies. I didn't try and go too obscure with any of these. I'm hoping you'll be able to get the ones I did.
1: I have one obscure reference. It's it's a smaller reference. We'll see if you get it. I did try to throw you off a little bit because I am so worried about
0: these being too easy. <laughs> That's how I always feel with Mad Libs is I think, oh, this is going to be way too easy. But then when you hear someone else's Mad Libs, you're like, how could I ever possibly guess this? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I'm going to get started. And uh, my first Mad Lib has two characters. And we've already filled in our choices. So I'm just going to read the l- dialogue with kate's substitutions already in place see if you guys can guess too character one harry morning nice to see you bowling balls again i only have 78 minutes for dinosaurs so let's get started character two do the light
0: bulbs have 69 elbows like we do is it ghostbusters no
1: it's not ghostbusters
0: My second guess, so at first, based on the first line of dialogue, I thought it was the dead don't die, but then the second line of dialogue made me think it was Ghostbusters. What is it? Yeah, somebody's questioning the other character. Uh, This one is Mars Attacks. Oh my gosh, I was so
1: wrong on both accounts. (laughs) So here's the original dialogue. President, good morning. Nice to see you all again. I only have a few minutes for questions, so let's get started. Journalist, do the Martians have two sexes like we
0: do? Right. Okay. That makes sense. I was yes. thinking of Ghostbusters because I thought it was Bill Murray doing the psychic e- evaluation with the couple. Oh, man. I can totally see that. <laughs> but no,
1: this was the scene where the president is taking questions about the aliens landing, and there's an androgynous character that sort of pokes fun at two sexes. Comment that he asks (laughs) all right kate quiz me
0: all right this one also has two characters character one you guys are rainbows you've bent too many garbage character two no watching rabbits doesn't create rubbery deodorants slinging jason voorhees's does i mean that 70s show was a good hairline fracture man it was a good drool but we've never even got a sticky cramp
1: insane i know (laughs) there was one piece of this one that made sense to me was distracted with all of the rest of the craziness to really place it is it dale and tucker it's not or is it cabin in the woods it's not (laughs) damn okay so it's neither of those two i like i i'm gonna be so mad when you tell me the answer it's
0: scary movie. Oh, it's the scene yes. at the end with Cindy and Ray, who is right. the Yep, who's the killer? So Cindy says, "You guys are psychos. You've watched too many TV shows." And Ray says, "No, watching TV shows doesn't create psycho killers. Canceling TV shows does." That was the quote from our promotion.
1: I should have gotten that terrible.
0: Ray does have as part of that dialogue this third part which I think did throw you for a loop where he says, "I mean, The Wayans Brothers was a good show, man. Mm. It was a good show, but we never even got a final episode." Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and that uh that line is funny, but there was a lot of Mad Libs blanks I threw in. There. I wanted to make it a little bit trickier.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. And you did it. Um okay. Number 2. There are two characters. Character one. Are you sprinting with church? Character two. Uh, no, you should swimmingly crush as well, especially if we're caressing down that Taj Mahal. It is very important. Character one. I don't believe in it. You ever see a toenail crush before it flies at a nurse? Is it Zombieland? Yes, you got yes, it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember where those lines are from? before I read them to you? <laughs> no, I don't remember where they're from. It just felt like a zombie land cadence. Yeah, totally. So this is uh, right before they investigate the fallen over truck full of possibly Twinkies. Right. Yeah. Tallahassee, are you fucking with me as uh, Columbus is doing his uh, jumping jacks? Columbus, uh, no, you should actually limber up as well, especially if we're going down that hill. It's very important. Tallahassee, I don't believe in
0: it. You ever see a lion limber up before it takes down a gazelle? The back-to-back of it's very important and I don't believe in it made me feel like it was zombie land. I was like, oh, that just feels like the dynamic between those two guys. Totally. Okay. So this one has two characters. Character one, you can rock us without the chicken feet. Character two, of course I can barf you. Character one. Well, how is it you twirl us and nobody else can? Character two. Well, I've clenched through that snot bubble for the blue Kate. It says, Live Bangladeshes ignore the dry and moist. I myself am frothy and milky. Ew. (laughs) That's Beetlejuice. That's Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's so good. That actually was a pretty good.
0: Mad Lib. I felt like it was a fun back and forth dialogue to to make into a Mad Lib. (laughs) Yeah. What's the original line? So the original is, Adam, you can see us without the sheets? Lydia, of course I can see you. Adam, well, how is it you see us and nobody else can? Lydia, well, I've read through the handbook for the recently deceased. It says, live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. It was that I myself that uh, really
1: sold it for me. Yeah, I figured it would. <laughs> All right, last one for Kate. Can she get two out of three? There are four characters. Oh my gosh! All right, which movies have four characters in them? Character one. Well, they're burping. I'm not. I'm not going to burp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so burping. <laughs> it's an airplane. Character two. Gee whiz. Character three. What's going on here? Did Boris Johnson say there was an airplane? Character four. No, Boris Johnson said there was no airplane.
0: You know what? I'm going to go with Gremlins 2. Yes, yes. (laughs) Based on absolutely nothing.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's good. This one is my obscure dialogue from Gremlins 2. It's one of my favorite little gags when they're at the salad bar and the quote unquote yogurt jerks are dealing with a gremlin in their salad bar and the people are freaking out about it. Um, so yogurt customer number one. Ah, it's a rat. Yogurt customer two. Oh my God. Yogurt customer three. What's going on here? Did she say there was a rat? Yogurt jerk number two. No, she said there was no rat.
0: <laughs> That's so good. I was like, this one's so goofy. Like it, I like felt like it had to be gremlins too. All
1: right. What's my last one?
0: Last one, um again two characters. Character one. Oh man, I'm rigid. Character two. He had the shaft in his poles. <laughs> Character one. I know, I know. A couple more farts. Who knows what might have happened? Character one. I am never gonna toot a block. Ever. Character one. Or Derv be thankful. Those things are crumbly. And the window on them is a capital. <laughs> really went off the rails there,
1: but it started off really, uh, you can tell <laughs> really, my mind was all in the same place. Really <laughs> porny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to guess the dead don't die. It sounds like dialogue between um, the two cops, but I'm not sure. So that's my guess.
0: No, it's not. Dang it.
1: I'm one for three. Um, what's my second guess? I don't know. Ghostbusters. Is it no, Ghostbusters? No. Okay. Dale and Tucker.
0: No. <laughs> oh god. Kevin in the Woods. Yes. Kevin, in the woods. Kevin oh, in the woods.
1: Oh, there we go, guys. I got it. Meg got it.
0: <laughs> two two out of three.
1: <laughs> oh my God. What is this scene?
0: This is Sitterson and Hadley talking about the merman.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sitterson. Oh man. I'm sorry. Hadley. He had the conch in his hands. Sitterson, I know, I know, a couple more minutes, who knows what might have happened. Hadley, I am never going to see a merman, ever. Sitterson, dude, be thankful. Those things are terrifying, and the cleanup on them is a nightmare.
1: Nice, which is great, because he ends up getting to see the merman after all.
0: He does. I thought that this one was really fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this was fun. (laughs) I enjoyed the back and forth between these characters and the insane things that they were saying. Me too. Hey, yeah, we recommend this to uh, you guys. It's very simple. You go to IMDB and check out the quotes section and create your own Mad Libs. It's a lot of fun to play with your friends.
0: Yeah, it is a very cheap way to uh, <laughs> to pass some time and especially if you're doing it with comedy movies. It doesn't have to be comedy horror. It could just be straight up comedy. Uh, you can get some really funny dialogue and like I just think Mad Libs are so fun and goofy. It's a good time. We are doing another throwback segment. Uh, this one goes way back to bingo. It is so easy to play bingo. Or making a drinking game out of bingo. But with comedy horror, there's just so many tropes and really just themes that went across all or most of these movies that we thought that having a fun game for you and your friends to play would be a good addition.
1: Yeah, we wanted to find things that popped up in most, if not all, of the movies that we saw. And hopefully, they will apply to most comedy or comedy horror movies you see moving forward so that you can make use of our bingo cards whenever you feel like it. Kate, what did we decide on for that free space? It was tough because these weren't all from the same series, right? With The Purge, we had The Purge Siren. So, what did we pick here? We picked
0: outdated stereotype. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) It is so easy. It is a very cheap joke, but hard to resist for all of the filmmakers that we covered this season. And I am almost certain that for most comedies, if not comedy horrors, you will find an outdated stereotype referenced and joked about in your movie. So Bonus for you. Get that as a free space. Just
1: depends on when you hear it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's a good one that shows up pretty much all the time and not even on purpose. There was definitely tons of that in Scary Movie, but there's also some goofy stereotypes that occur just because a movie becomes outdated. Um, And so those can count, too. I think what makes this game particularly fun, playing it with friends, is that some of our options are up for interpretation. And so the more you play with your friends, maybe the drunker you get, the harder it will be to come to an agreement on whether or not
0: the box has been satisfied in the movie, but that's up to you and your friends. Some of these are maybe a little more subjective than others, such as love interest being significantly hotter than the main character.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Or ironic death. Maybe you don't find it ironic. (laughs) Maybe you think they got what they deserved. We also included a couple of classic screams. We have the Wilhelm scream and the Howie scream as options. Those tend to pop up in these goofy movies. Over and over.
0: If you don't know what those sound like, definitely check them out on YouTube. There's millions of compilation videos uh, with great examples of both of them. And once you hear it, it will be forever burned into your brain and you will hear it everywhere.
1: We also have some TV tropes that we thought applied very well to either comedy or comedy horror in particular. Our first trope is nightmare retardant.
0: What is nightmare retardant? Just hearing the phrase nightmare retardant, you would think it's the opposite of nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel is something that is so scary that it's going to follow you long after you've watched your movie, whereas nightmare retardant is something that is going to kind of take the wind out of the horror sails, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and it might be on purpose and it might not be. Um, It's something that's supposed to be scary, but you can't help but laugh when you look at it. That tends to come up a lot in horror comedies. Our second trope is absurd phobia.
0: This is one where it is a very, very silly interpretation of a fear that a character has. So it could be them being afraid of something really mundane or uh, even that kind of reversal trope of super macho tough guy character who is very very afraid of mice and jumps up on the kitchen table when exposed to one. I like some of
1: these options that we have in here as well that take the same idea but apply it to opposite sides of whatever spectrum it's on. So for example, we have a parodies movie that was released in the last 5 years so something recent versus parodying a movie that was released 20 years ago. So There's room to move around there. And as you age, that will shift with you.
0: Yes, this is very fluid. I mean, even in this season, we covered movies that came out within the last handful of years. We also covered movies that came out uh, 30, almost 40 years ago at this point. So it's relative to the movie and it's relative to the time that you're watching this movie and playing this game. And of course because this is horror comedy, we had to
1: include happy ending because there were a handful of these movies that went away with happy
0: endings. You would think that all of them would, but <laughs> if you listen to our episodes this season, you would know. Yeah, not everything gets a happy ending. Sometimes it's funnier to have a bad ending.
1: <laughs> Kate, I think we should pick a new comedy horror movie to watch and try out our bingo sheets with. What do you think?
0: I would love to. I know we're reserving Shaun of the Dead for our zombie season. I feel like that would be a great application of this bingo game. I love it. Are there any movies that you would want to put this bingo card against? I think we should
1: pull out Army of Darkness and see how well it works with this list. I, I think
0: we could get a bingo out of it for sure. I am sure it's such an incredible series. We'll definitely have to cover that in another season too. And also use these bingo cards and tell you guys how they work. All right, guys, we'll visit our blog. And we have
1: uploaded a pack of bingo cards that you can download. You can print them or you can mark them up digitally and play with your friends.
0: this craft took longer to think of than any other craft we've done for any other episode in NQD history. What is it about comedy that is so hard to craft for? It took us so
1: long to come up with an idea. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys what we
0: wrangled up. For this one, we went through many potential iterations of crafts that we could do And we ultimately landed on uh, inspiration from Cabin in the Woods because there is that excellent basement scene where each of the college kids are exploring all of the objects that are going to trigger this ritualistic haunt and murder of them. And we thought that scene was so good that we wanted to riff on it and come up with our own object that would start its own ritual. Um, yeah, I really felt like that scene
1: could have given the audience a bit more satisfaction by kind of walking us through more of those objects. So I think this was a really great opportunity for us to jump in and create our own trigger for our favorite monster that was either, I guess it could have been on the whiteboard or I guess we could come up with our own monster, but Cabin in the Woods really had it covered (laughs) every monster (laughs) you could think of. So yeah, we each chose our own monster and came up with our own trigger that we painted.
0: Yes, we had to make it a craft. So we wanted to paint what our trigger was, you know, if possible, come up with a little with a little backstory or or mention if it was related to something on the whiteboard or not. Oh, I have a backstory. Oh, great. Okay, I have a very (laughs) I have a very brief explanation for why I picked what I picked. (laughs) But I'm very excited to see this because I was I was thrilled to paint mine once I came up with my idea. Mine, uh, I think I turned
1: into a bit of a painting exercise, which was cool on its own. But (laughs) I hope you enjoy my reasoning for um, why I painted what I painted. Yes. Let's start with yours. All right. So I'm passing my painting over to Kate. You know, it's a podcast, so we can only describe so much. But photos of everything will be on our blog. So make sure to check it out
0: wow megan this is actually beautiful thank you (laughs) (laughs) i love this it's um it's a jewel necklace uh it's a very beautiful gemstone
1: i love it (laughs) my monster of choice as i'm pretty sure kate already knows and maybe the audience already knows if you guys want to take a second to guess uh i chose the unicorn because i just love unicorns and uh that's what I would have chosen if if I had been part of that company's
0: pool. I would have chosen the unicorn every time. I think it's great. I think that choosing the unicorn is very on brand for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, that that makes sense. And I think as a ritual object, a giant, beautiful <laughs> gem necklace would probably entice some people to go and pick it up and maybe put it on. So I feel like that would actually like get people to like you know, actually pick the unicorn. Yeah, that was what I was thinking.
1: It'd be very simple. You would pick it up, you'd put it around your neck, and that would trigger the unicorn to appear, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> I would love that. But I chose this, it, it, this. I guess you could call it like an, an amulet, um, was what I was thinking. I don't know if anybody else out there has ever played this game, but Tales of the Crystals was this old... Milton Bradley LARPing game for little girls came out in the 90s I own this game I had a small group of girlfriends who would play it with me believe it or not it was a struggle to find a group of us but um yeah it was a LARPing game and everybody had an amulet everybody had a different colored amulet that I think represented different powers or different I don't know mysticisms throughout throughout the game and there were unicorns involved in the game of course so I thought it would be very fitting to have an amulet summon a unicorn in in this universe as well so that's why I picked it
0: well I love how seriously you took this painting challenge and I'm excited even more to show you mine now I am very excited to see yours (laughs) I will need to double check I'm pretty sure that mine is not on the whiteboard but it's something that I thought would be very at home with the other monsters on the whiteboard in that uh, there should be a Cujo type dog. Yes. <laughs> and so, oh,
1: it's like a little beanie baby puppy that she painted. It's very cute. <laughs> so I if I saw this on the table, I guess what I would want to do is pick it up. And I say beanie baby because she painted the Thai heart like the ty yeah on the red heart so i'd probably pick it up and read the poem they always yep. come with a poem yep. so is that yeah, it that's it nice yeah. <laughs> and i
0: i know that both megan and i were very into beanie babies yes. in the 90s and if i was in a basement and saw a beanie baby i would like zero in on it and go pick it up and go see what its name is its birthday and read the poem i would be like Cujo toast immediately (laughs) (laughs) he'd be slobbering all over you yes oh this is great and this is
1: actually perfect like it's so simple such an easy way to get tricked into summoning a rabid monster dog
0: (laughs) I loved the concept of like a very very cute version of the dog like as a beanie baby and then it like summoning this huge horrible like demon beast (laughs) yeah and I think your painting is very cute, by the way. Thank you. It's a very cute puppy.
1: <laughs> That's going in my memory box for
0: sure. This one was really fun. Um, I'm glad that this is the craft that we landed on because it, I feel like, is very much in the spirit of our usual finale crafts. I think that there are so many good launching points from the Cabin in the Woods. Definitely. <laughs> Monsters that... Uh, you know, if you wanted to craft your own little monster or monster trigger, there's plenty of inspiration from that whiteboard or just kind of doing what I did too and coming up with your own trigger.
1: Yeah, really cool project. And I hope you guys try it out. If you do, please share your results with us. We'd love to see what you come up with.
0: This season may have felt, at times, a little light on horror, but I think that given the state of the world (laughs) and everything going on, that you need to have some laughs in between your vicious, brutal gore. And even some of these
1: movies did include a lot of gore. So if it didn't get you in the feels, hopefully it got you in the gut. We can't neglect some good wood chipper action. Or some gremlins and paper shredder action. I know there's quite a few horror comedies that we missed this season, and we're going to do our best to roll them into other seasons coming up. Uh, We have many, many years ahead of us of podcasting, so don't fret. And we're glad that you were here for this diversion into comedy. Keeping
0: things on the lighter side... In just a few weeks, we'll be releasing a season I'm very excited for because it is becoming very relevant to my life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you need that season, (laughs) which is our kids' horror season. Yay! It sounds counterintuitive, but folks, trust us. People make spooky movies for kids and teenagers, and boy, how do we get into it! It's true. Some of these movies uh still kind of creeped me out today
1: but these a lot of these movies will definitely creep me out as a kid so hope you guys enjoy next season it's it might be a little trip down memory lane for some of you and for others it might be a way to see new movies you hadn't seen before or even knew you wanted to see
0: this was not quite dead Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at
1: NotQuiteDeadPodcast and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast.
0: Follow our blog for bonus content at NotQuiteDeadPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And happy watching.